Sports Talk with Scott. You are now in the mix with Sports Talk with Scott. Here he is, the great Scott. How's it going, everybody? How is it going on this wonderful Wednesday evening? This is actually a Sports Talk with Scott Wednesday special, seeing as I normally drop on a Monday. But seeing as the NBA playoffs, you know, start tomorrow, I wanted to get, give, give you guys some DFS talks, um, you know, my opinions on who, who's going to win the matchup. And I also got a nice Sports Talk with Scott question. You know, for all you new listeners, I usually ask a nice sports question, and let's debate that until my next episode, and I'll bring it up. Uh, just a recap for tonight. Uh, Going to talk about the MLB, the power ranking is released. I'll give you my top five. I'll give you the top five in there, and I'll give you my opinion about them. There's also a couple of guys that went on IL. Some some very important guys, and one in particular for one team. I'll dig into that. The NHL playoffs continue tonight. Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. That'll be starting here shortly in about another two minutes or so. They uh, Boston Bruins took game one. I'll dig into that pretty shortly. NFL with the OTAs got those going on. They're also uh, wrapping those up, and uh, they'll be getting ready for minicamp coming up in June. And there's also a couple of injuries I want to talk about with that, and a, a, in particular suspension from my team, the New England Patriots. There's, there was also a boxing match on Saturday night that was uh, the junior WBO junior lightweight. I want to talk about uh, any any of the any of the listeners been hearing me. Uh, I've been talking about the heavyweights for the, like the last two two weeks to two to three weeks now, and so I just especially after the Dante Wilder fight last week, I want to dig in. I want to talk about that a little bit. But I hope everybody had a nice Memorial Day weekend and a nice Memorial Day. Uh, but without further ado, let's get some. Let's get into some sports talk. Gonna start off with the NHL playoffs tonight. Like I said, Game Two continues tonight. Boston Bruins took Game One, four to two. That was a, actually a good matchup. They were losing in the second period, two to one, and I mean they just fought back. They, the last goal they scored was open net, but they fought back. And these guys, I'm telling you, I watched the whole second period, and it was just very interesting, very entertaining. Uh, little Nas X was actually at the game, and he said he'd love, he loved he'll always attend the Boston Bruins game. So uh, Stanley Cup Finals, playoff NHL is just exciting to watch. It's just like any other sport. It doesn't get enough credit like it deserves, but I got to say, th- this you know this whole series and then the, the series before and the, uh, you know, the Western and Eastern Conference, man, I got to say, these are some pretty good series. But this Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues is going to be a very entertaining for the next few games, especially with – St. Louis is some big guys. They're just big boys, man. They're just, I mean, oh, my gosh. There was one hit. I forgot the guy's name. Go go look at the, just Google uh, Boston Bruins players just clears uh, St. Louis Blues. It was unbelievable. I was showed that today, and I, I was like, wow, that was that was pretty good. So this series is pretty solid. It's pretty, you know, aggressive. You can see the tenaciousness out of both teams that really want to win this. So it's exciting to watch. I would definitely be tuning in tonight for the game number two. Uh, transitioning to the MLB, a couple of guys went on IR today. Uh, IL, sorry, <laughs> football mode. But a couple of guys went on IL, injuryless, uh, and one in particular was Red Sox home run leader Mitch Moreland. Uh, he, he leads the Red Sox with 13 home runs. That's just funny to me. Uh, the World Series uh, champions, World uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah, they're almost in last place. But won't talk about that right now. But uh, yeah, Mitch Moreland went on IL today. He leads the Boston Red Sox with uh, 13 home runs. Also going on the IL today for 10 days, but he'll be out four to six weeks. Is, weeks are is Alex Cora from the Houston Astros. 
And he, if anybody knows his story, he was hurt getting a massage at home. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. She maybe got a little rough with him, but uh, <laughs> I need to find that masseuse, man. <laughs> so, yeah, he was he got injured getting a massage at home. So he's going on the IL. He fractured a rib. So, yeah. Only, only the mind can wander. But digging into the power rankings, that's a great transition into the power rankings because his Houston Astros, that's the team he plays for, uh, their ranked power rank, their power rank ranked number is number one. Sorry about that. 35-19 uh, and 19 record. Um, this guy, I want to name, say this guy's name, George Springer. Oh, oh, my gosh. He actually leads the AL with, I believe, 17. He's tied with four other guys for the AL leading home runs with 17 home runs. Unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's doing base running right. And when I say base running, people are like, well, what do you mean? He runs the bases? No, no, no. When you base run, you get a nice lead on uh, first, second, or third, whichever base you're on, get a nice lead. So when those, you, that means you can turn extra bases. All, you can turn a play from nothing into something. He turns extra bases. He's getting extra base hits. Uh, he's playing. He's hitting the ball very well. Even with the, you know, the 17 home runs, his RBIs don't, you know, it doesn't even do it justice, but he got that. He has his defenses. He's diving for the ball in the outfield. So he's playing spectacular ball right now. Him and Jose Atuve, you got Bergman on their team also. Their pitching is solid with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. So this team fits right at number one at 35 and 19. Number two, the Minnesota Twins. This is, I had a chance to watch this team. I had been doubting the, I wasn't believing the hype. And after watching them just beat the dog shit out of my White Sox, I am a firm believer that, wow, this team has actually, they've made moves. You know, they they believe in that farm system and they're actually doing it. And so, so it's like, wow, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. But I got to say, when I, when I first seen that they're, uh, when I first seen that they were number two on the power rankings, I was like, what? Number two? Like, what? What's, what the hell? <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, I was very surprised with this one. So I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe it. But I, after watching them, like I said, they deserve that. They deserve number two spot. Uh, number three, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I talked about them last week. I'm, I want to, I want to see this team in August and September. I want to see what they can do. I want to see if Justin Turner is still going to be hitting. That's when he usually gets hot. I want to see if Kershaw is going to be still doing it. I want to see if are these hitters going to be still hitting. Uh, 35 and 18, I'm, I'm impressed right now with them, but they always do this. So I just want to see them in August, September. If they're still in the power rankings that time, then I'll, I'll be more of a believer. Number four, the New York Yankees, they got James Paxton back, the left-hander. Uh, this team is not even at full capacity, like I've been saying. And to be ranked number four after the All-Star break, this team is going to be wonderful. And a lot of you DFS players, they haven't got stand back. They haven't got judge back. I mean, Hicks, I think, he coming, I think he's coming back this week or next week. But when he does, this team is going to be full swings, full go, full throttle. And, I, man, I just, I just, I'm just interested to see this team at full strength. But at number four, that fits them well. Number five, the Chicago Cubs can't stand them. But they're 30 and 21, but they're number five. Uh, they've got, they got to get some pitching. If not... They're going to be down in the dumps coming after the All-Star break. Justin, John Lester does not look good. He looks horrible. Uh, what's the freaking guy's name? Uh, it'll come to me in a minute. But the, he, he's not. You Darvish, that's his name. You Darvish is god-awful. Uh, uh, 
Kyle Hendricks, he's okay, but uh, let me tell you the truth. I don't like their pitching. Their pitching is horrible. Their bent, their uh, bullpen is god-awful. So I'm just not a fan of the Cubs. But at number five, they're, they're hanging in there at 30 and 21. So that lets you know what the rest of the league is doing. <laughs> but uh, I just want to throw this team out there because after the All-Star break, after they get everybody back healthy, I believe the Colorado Rockies, they're ranked number 20 right now, 24 and 27. Charlie Blackman is just went on the IL, but Trevor Story's coming around. Uh, Alonado, he's doing his thing. The pitchers are they're getting better. They're getting better and better as time goes on, and their bullpen is lights out. So I look for this team to make a push into the power rankings. Maybe not, maybe not the top five, but at least the top ten. That'll be a strong threshold and maybe compete with the Dodgers in September come October. So that's just something to look out for. But I want to dig into the NFL. OTAs are coming in. They're, they're going on right now. Some of them are wrapping up. Some of them are, you know, still going on. Uh, the 49ers got, you know, lost two guys this, this week. Uh, Nick Bosa, their second overall pick in this year's draft, hurt his hamstring. He sat out all last year at Ohio State just to get ready for the NFL draft, and he still gets hurt. And so I'm just like, you know, is there was there really a point of sitting out the whole year? You know, you miss out on college, miss out on a whole year. And so I, I'm not a fan of that. And so to see him get hurt, it's unfortunate. But, I mean, man, maybe if you would have just, you know, conditioned a little bit more that whole year, you probably wouldn't be in this, especially for a hamstring issue. They also lost They also lost Jimmy Ward, their safety, with a broken collarbone. Yikes. Uh, that takes that Their defense just takes a blow with both of those guys out. But Jimmy Ward, they said he'll be ready by training camp. My indication is that he'll be ready late, deep in training camp towards the end of the preseason, uh, which isn't bad, but uh, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's not good. You want your guys there in training camp. You want those guys there playing the preseason game. So that's unfortunate for the 49ers. Uh, Jared McCoy, I think it's uh, might be a signing coming pretty soon. There, he's had his second visit um, the, with the Baltimore Ravens. If those of you not familiar with Jared McCoy, the defensive tackle, played nine years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's on the. They released him last week. And he's had his second visit with the Baltimore Ravens. Said he wants to play for a contender. Uh, the Browns didn't want him. I would love if the Patriots go and pick him. Could, so, could, a t- could anybody imagine what if he took a pay cut and he signs with the Chicago Bears, what that would do? Oh, my gosh. That, that defense would just go from, you know, <laughs> probably second in the NFL to first. They'll take that leap to first in the NFL. But let me know your opinions on that. Tweet me that idea. That's just an idea I had. That's just uh, – uh, you know, that's just, a, you know, my wonder thought for the day. <laughs> so talk about that. Um, transition into the boxing. I, I've been ready to dig into this one. It was a WBO junior lightweight, Jamel Herring and Masaka Ito. They had a nice They had a nice match. It went 12 rounds, went the full 12 rounds. It was on ESPN Saturday night. Jamel Herring walked away as a champion. And for those of you guys not familiar with with Herring, He's like late 30s or early 40s. I'm not, I believe it's, I believe he's like 42. But he, he did two tours in Iraq. He, he's just a stand-up guy. He, he, he played him so strategically. He, you know, he just beat him mentally, physically. He just really worked out Ito. And Ito's a young guy. Not taking anything away from him. He made some right punches. He made some good punches. But it was a couple of times where he should have ducked instead of punching. You know, and you, you got to learn somehow, some way or the other. You got to learn. So, you know, sh- congratulations to Herring on getting that title. But 12 rounds, 
there wasn't really a knockdown. There wasn't really any cuts on the faces. Both guys looked like they, you know, they were just slapping each other. Both guys had faces like they were slapping each other. But heavyweight, especially after this Dante Wilder fight last week, give me some knockouts. Bring the heavyweights back. You know, get this Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder fight going on. Get this rematch going on. Uh, just news just broke yesterday that Wilder's going to be doing a rematch with Ortiz, who they fought. They fought earlier in the year. He knocked him out. So, <laughs> come on, man. Get this Fury fight again so we can get a Joshua Wilder or Joshua Fury fight. The heavyweights are back. It's just there is a difference in between light heavyweight and heavyweights and every other class out there in the boxing world. And here and here is proof to prove it to you guys. Um, Dante Wilder, he's 41 Zero and one. Now, that's it. 41, so he's won 41 wins. He's had zero, you know, he's had zero losses, and he ha he's had one draw. Jamel Herring has, he's 20, he's 22 with 10 knockouts. Wilder's had 40 knockouts. So that what does that tell you? He's had 99% of his fights have ended in knockouts. <laughs> you know, whereas Jamel Herring's had, uh, He's had 10 knockouts, so 50% of his fights end in knockouts. But it's a big difference. It's a big difference. And a lot of people are going to say, well, Scott, how can you use Herring? You said he did two terms. You know, he did two tours. That, that, that's right. But still, heavyweights, they're knockouts. They're knocking out people, and they're beating the hell out of them, beating them down. So I just want to throw my little spew on that about the heavyweights. Let me know what you think. Email me or send me a Twitter about that. I'll debate you about that, but I, I just don't I just don't believe that the middleweights, the featherweights, the lightweights, I don't think there there are some good guys out there. I'll give a you know big props to Canelo Alvarez. I'll give big props to Giovanni Davis. All those guys. I give I give them props, but they're just not like heavyweights. It's a whole different ball game with the heavyweights. <laughs> but without further ado, I want to dig into the NBA. The Raptors beat the Bucks on Saturday night, uh, 194, to send themselves to the NBA Finals. The they're waiting for the Golden State Warriors. I had the Bucks beating the Raptors just because after I watched Game One, the Raptors bench didn't show me nothing, and so I had I was like, Giannis is just gonna he's just gonna monster, he's just gonna power through these boys. But experience means a lot, and Kawhi showed up and the bench showed up. Now after watching that. I'm going to pick the Raptors to beat the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Now, wait before everybody gets to jumping on the case and gets to saying, Scott, God damn, that Scott's a dumbass. <laughs> Just wait. Let me explain this. I got the Raptors beating the Warriors only if the bench shows up, which I think they will. I think Van Fleet is going to show up. I hope Kyle Lowry shows up. If Serge Ibaka, Danny Green, Dan I'll get on Danny Green in a minute, but... If Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol gets you 10 points, 10 rebounds a game, I think I believe that'll be a very big contribution, very big help to Kawhi, where they can muscle over the Warriors. I believe that if Kyle Lowry can get you 15 points with 10 assists, it doesn't even have to be 10 assists, it can be seven assists. If he gets you seven assists, that's gonna be, you know, that'll be a big contribution. Especially uh now that KD he's not playing game one tomorrow night. Andre Iguodala, he's game time decision, but I'm getting uh, from my information sources I'm getting is that he's leaning towards not playing, and if he does, he will be on a pitch count. So this is a very good opportunity 
for the Raptors to go up like two games to nothing at home. And I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this. People saying, oh, KD's coming back game two. I don't think so. I don't think you see KD until he's really needed. You know, if the Warriors go up winning, you don't you won't see KD. If the Warriors go up three nothing, series is three nothing, you won't see KD. If the Warriors get go down three nothing, even two nothing, then you'll start seeing KD. But he won't be at a hundred percent. I tell you that much. So I think Kawhi, with his experience, and if the bench shows up, the the Raptors win this. The Raptors take this one home. For all you DFS players out there, this is a very good opportunity to. You know, get in some tournaments and play some crazy lineups. This is where it all matters. All you need is one good player and a low-value player at that. Here, here goes my Scott's DFS suggestions. You know, just for the night. Play the, You got to play single games. I would definitely. I'm I'm playing heavy single entry single games. I'm playing gonna play like twenty five. The you know twenty five dollar fifty dollar single entries like the small bombs from football. This is where it matters. The top three slots matter. For those single entries, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the you know the guaranteed prize. So I'm gonna play Kawhi in the MVP. For the Warriors side, who would I pick for the MVP? Is it gonna be either Draymond or even Clay? Clay Thompson is deadly, and I would definitely pick him for like a game one. Now the star and the pro spot, this is where you can get creative and tricky at. So I would if I'm going to put some if I'm going to put Kawhi in the, in the MVP slot, I'm going to put me somebody maybe like a Siakam or a, you know, a Mark Gasol in the star spot for the Warriors side. I would put like Clay or I would even put like uh, Looney or one of those not Looney, even like a Sean Livingston in the pro Steph Curry. Or like, where are you going to put Steph Curry? I would put Steph Curry in the utility spot just from the standpoint of he's going to get you your 25 points a night. But if you can put somebody in that, you know, that star pro spot that might go off that night, I like like say, hey, I'm going to put Looney in there. Looney gets you 10, 10. You know, you put him in that star spot. That's a, you know, a whole point at times what he got. So, I mean, and he's probably going to be low on. You never know. But that I mean, that that's the kind of trickiness and creativity you need with with the game, with, you know, with the championship on the line. And these guys are going to play like that. Me personally, I do not encourage anybody to do this, but I'm going to put Danny Green in the star or the pro spot. I've been riding with Danny Green the whole playoffs, and I do not see why I should stop now because he's going to go off or he's going to go off one of these games. And I just want to I would be pissed. I would be pissed if he went off the night I did not pick him. But I know he's going to go off one of these games. I'm just a huge fan of Danny Green. So that's kind of biased, but I do not encourage anybody. But that's that's what I mean. He's six thousand dollars. He's going to be low on. Put him in the star or the pro spot, and you're gonna. That's it's high risk, high reward. I'm hoping high risk, high reward. But that's the kind of creativity you need in these single games. And if you GPP, I would definitely throw him down like Danny Green or Van Fleet. Van Fleet would be a nice guy to throw in the star, even the MVP spot. If he goes off, he might go off game one tomorrow night. So. That's just something, just a little, you know, Scott DFS suggestions. But I want to dig into the, give you guys the sports talk with Scott question of the night. Since we're, you know, just got off the NBA topic. If the Warriors win, you know, the NBA championship, that'll be four out of five years they've won the championship. That no doubt makes them a dynasty. But does it make them better than the Bulls in the Michael Jordan era? 
That was the that's the question of the that's the question of the night. If they if they win, would that make them better than the Bulls in the Michael Jordan era? <laughs> Let me give you guys my opinion. Fuck no. That would not make them better than the Bulls. And only in one aspect would that make them better than the Bulls in the Michael Jordan era, and that would be the three-point shooting. That I would say that that would be the only that's that would be the only key. That would be the only part that they're better than the Bulls in. Everything else, no way, Jose. I the Bulls. Let me tell you something. The era the Bulls played in the Michael Jordan era, early Michael Jordan era, the, the, the guys weren't calling for fouls. They weren't looking for fouls like that. They were throwing fouls, <laughs> you know, so that's a big difference. They weren't soft. These guys weren't soft. They These guys were cornbread fed. These guys were taking – big guys were taking it to the – they were taking it to the hole. They were in the post. You didn't see guys at the three-point line. You didn't see Horace Grant with his big-ass goggles on at the three-point line. You did not see that. If he did, he came out the game. Another thing is these guys play fundamental team basketball. So they could, you know, these guys were just, it wasn't, hey, let me isolate, ISO, ISO. Jordan did that, yeah, when the game was on the line, but he didn't usually do that through the games like that. Pippen was a very big contributor. Kerr, you know, know, Tony Kukoc, all those guys, Ron Harper, all those guys were, Horace Grant, those guys were big contributors of the game to to Michael Jordan to get the win. You know, I do not think the Warriors could take the 90 the 91 bulls i don't think they could have t- beat the 92 bulls i don't think they could have beat the 93 bulls the 95 bulls the 96 bulls i don't think they could have beat those guys 94 bulls i don't not think they could have beat them no so that does not in my opinion that does not make the warriors better than the bulls in the jordan michael jordan era but let me know what you guys think let email me at stwithscott at gmail.com. You can tweet me at stwithscott. Let me know your opinion. Let me know what you think about that question. Let me know your answer. If anything that we talked about, the boxing, if you guys think middleweight's better, then let me know. But I, I, I will argue to I'm blue in the face on that one. But unfortunately, this concludes Sports Talk with Scott. Like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, have a safe week and have a productive rest of your weekend. The great Scott is out. And why-